0: First Chronicles chapter 14 verse 11 David said this after God had given him a great victory Notice what he says here God has broken through my enemies by my hand Like the bursting forth of waters That's like a dam that is breaking Therefore they named the place Baal Which Lord, means Lord Perism, which is translated, Lord of Breaking Through. Baal Purism. Lord of Breaking Through. Um, I don't know if you know it, but in the Bible, uh, there is 967 names or titles of your God. And this is one of them, that your God is a God of, of breakthroughs. I haven't come with a sermonette today. I've come with a word from heaven today. It just seems to me that in 2024, we need to see the God of breakthroughs. That's who he is. That's his title. That's his name. And I like what David said, that he experienced a victory in his life because of the God of breakthroughs. In fact, in Micah, we won't go there, but in Micah, he talks about uh, the, the, the God of breakthroughs. He says, Breaker is his name. Ooh, I like that. When Micah was talking about the God of breakthrough, he said, he said, Breaker is his name. He's the God that goes before us to break through on our behalf. Does anybody need God to break through? Come on, am I the only one in this room online? Does anybody in this room need God to break through some sickness, some disease, some poverty, some lack? Come on, is anybody facing anything in this place that you need a victory? I'm here to tell you, you serve a God. You serve a God. You serve a God of breakthroughs. And I want to encourage you to begin to release your faith for the God of breakthroughs. What's going to happen in 2024? I believe breakthroughs are going to happen. I think you ought to get your mind off of the White House and get your mind on the breakthrough God. Come on. Three, three people clapped. I want to say it again. I said, you need to get your mind off of the politics and get your mind on heaven because the white house won't bring you breakthroughs but god's house will bring you breakthroughs i'm determined not to let this church to slip into that crazy smut we're going to keep our eyes on god i'm telling you it don't matter who's in the white house i'm telling you it don't it, as long as he is king of kings and lord as long as he's god and our eyes are on him all will be I said all will be. So, so, not preaching yet. But but David said he's the God or the Lord of breaking through. Now notice that David said God did this by his hand, by David's hand. The breakthrough came by David's hand. And this is some introduction to where we're going. I believe it's introduction that'll set up the next several weeks for me. I want you to hear what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm declaring today. David said God did this by his hand. So it wasn't just God and it wasn't just David. God did it, but David was involved in it. In other words, there was a partnership between God and David. You need to hear this today. When it comes to breakthrough. Our breakthroughs in our life we have a tendency to think that God is going to do it all but the truth is God always does it through your hand and I can tell by the response that's why you're a frustrated believer because you're expecting God to do it but when God does it he's gonna do it through your hand. That's the reason why he says, "I bless the works of your." Oh, come on! If we'll make this little adjustment here, we can see breakthroughs coming into our our, our life. So God did it, but He did it through, through through David. There will be people here today. Let me give this just simple example. There'll be people in this room today, people online that will experience a breakthrough. They'll get saved. They'll receive an answer. It happens every week in a place like this. Anytime you, you go Godward, God's going to speak. You're probably going to hear something that I don't even say, but, but, but just because you're in this place of the anointing, all of a sudden, God is able to reveal something to you, and you get an answer. And it is there a breakthrough answer that you're going to apply on a Monday or a Tuesday that's going to shift everything in your life. There are breakthroughs happening in our children's ministry right now. There are breakthroughs. Come on. There are breakthroughs happening in the hearts of our children. There's breakthroughs happening on the other side of this camera. People will experience breakthroughs today. And the reason why is because there's a lot of hands that have been working. There's a lot of volunteers. See, some of you, you don't know nothing about that. But there were people here at 5.30, 6 o'clock, people working all week long. There's people in kids' ministry right now. There were people in the parking lot. There were greeters. Come on, there's production people. There's worship people. Don't, Don't kid yourself. This does not happen without a multitude of volunteers preparing this moment where God can bring a breakthrough into your life. God said, David said, God broke through, but he did it by my... I think that'd almost be a great way to recruit some volunteers here today. Connect point. Go back there and sign up. We need your help. Oh, I've done that. Well, you need to do it again. This is about breakthroughs. I've heard so many testimonies that the miracle happened in the lobby, didn't happen in the sanctuary. It happened in the parking lot, made a decision that this was my home church. I connected with somebody and, and God's love filled my, come on somebody, God broke through, but he did it through somebody's, he did it through somebody's hand. This is what is interesting to me. In Matthew chapter six, when Jesus begins his public ministry, in his very first public message to a very large crowd. If you pay attention, I think, now I can't prove this, but I, I, I want to just call them like I see them. I think Jesus gives us the three winds of breakthroughs. The three winds of breakthrough. Matthew 6.2 and Matthew 6.5 and Matthew 6.16. They're gonna put it on the center screen. This is what Jesus said in his very first public message. These are the three wins of breakthrough. When you give, and when you pray, and when you fast. You mean I gotta do something? that's, that's, That's kind of what I'm saying. I want a breakthrough. But God's going to do it through your hand. And when Jesus gets an opportunity to minister publicly, His very first message, He gives us these three wins. When you, when you give, and when you pray, and when you fast. And when He gives each one of those, you can read it there in Matthew, He begins to give instructions about each one of them talks about your giving and he gives instructions. He talks about praying and he gives instructions. And then he talks about fasting and he gives instructions. And then at the end of those instructions with all three of these winds, hear me today, Jesus then gives this promise to each one of these winds. And he says in Matthew 6, 4, Matthew 6, 6, and Matthew 6, 18. He says this, And your Father, who sees all you do, will reward you. Breakthrough because you, you pray. Rewards because you fasted. Breakthrough because you Jesus says that when you do these three things, then supernatural rewards will happen in your life. Jesus said when you pray and when you fast and when you give, Jesus says God blesses. Don't miss that. Come on, we're one of those church. We're one of those churches that believes God blesses and God heals and God delivers. Oh, yeah. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him and God says when you pray Jesus says when you, this is his first sermon to this massive crowd, when you give, he says I want you to know when you do the three winds of breakthroughs you're going to be blessed by God rewards are going to show up in your life answers are going to come ha- and breakthroughs are going to happen what's important to understand is God does it but God does it Through your hand. I I know you think you get that, but if I could ever get a church to really walk in that, to understand that it is a partnership, that that God's not some magic person, that that Christianity is not a magic book, where, where magic just happens all by itself. If you really hear and, 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 and really got behind the scenes with every miracle, you would see the, the natural part of the miracle. <laughs> we talk all the time, you know. You know, 30 years ago, we, we came to Fresno and started a church on the northwest side of town, and boom, here we are. Well, it's been hell. It's been work. Come on, it's been day in and day out and... Believing God and trusting God and tears and, and rejection and oh God does it, but God does it through your hand. And it's when you give and when you pray and when you're fast, breakthroughs happen. Again, this isn't the message, it is the foundation to the next several weeks. But it is also important to notice that Jesus said, when you pray when you fast when you give it didn't say if apparently it's not an option for the believer anybody looking for some help today yeah but I I really don't feel like that fasting thing and I don't really feel like that prayer thing and you know I'm not really feeling it's just Prayer, I don't who who feels like praying? Who, who wants to come Wednesday night? There's too many other things. Who who really wants to pray? Who wants to who wants to who wants to give? I mean, that don't fit in our budget. I mean, why didn't God talk to us? Hey, God, have you seen my budget? It's not it's not if. Apparently God, Jesus, expects you to partner with him. So it wasn't if you, if you feel like doing it, it's, it's, it's when it presupposes you're just going to do it because that's what Christians do. And because we don't do it, then we live in frustration and wonder why this thing doesn't work. Because you don't get breakthroughs until you do the three wins. I don't know if I want to do that fasting thing. You know, I'm kind of into the feasting thing right now. <laughs> You've been doing that since Thanksgiving. Come on, look at yourself. I mean, look at yourself. You, you could use, use a little bit of this fasting, huh? So it's obvious that Jesus isn't teaching this as options in the life of the believers, but as expectations. Jesus is saying there's an expectation that you give, there's an expectation that you pray, and there's an expectation that you fast. And when you do it, breakthroughs, breakthroughs come. Now, now why did you go through all of that? Uh, Just to make you angry. Just to frustrate you a little bit. Just to stir you up a little bit that life could be better. So, so... We could talk about fasting, but we'll talk about that next week. We could talk about giving, but we talk about that every week. (laughs) Let's talk about prayer today. And I want to do that by reading this story in Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse 6 through 16 going to help us land where we need to. There's the three winds of breakthroughs. Let's talk about the wind of praying. When I pray. The night before he was to be executed, he was asleep, double-chained between two soldiers, with others standing guard before the prison gate. This is Peter. And Suddenly there was a light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood beside Peter. The angel slapped him on the side To awaken him and said, Don't you like that? God, that angel's bullying me just a little bit. And he says, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, Get dressed. I mean, this this angel's a little bossy. Get dressed, put on your shoes. And he said, Now put on your coat and follow me. The angel, (laughs) can't you be a little nicer? He ordered. Peter left the cell, followed the angel, but all the time he thought he was, he was, it was a dream or vision and didn't believe it was really happening, and they passed the first and second cell blocks and came to the iron gate to the street, and this opened to them of its own accord. So they passed through and walked along together for a block, and then the angel left him. Peter finally realized what had happened. It, It really was true. He said to himself, the Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do to me. Peter immediately rushed over to the home of a woman named Mary. A large, catch it, a large group had gathered there to pray for Peter and his safety. And he knocked at the door and the gate and a girl named Rhoda came to open it. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back inside to tell everyone that Peter was standing outside in the street. They didn't believe her. You're out of your mind, they said. And when she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. They must have killed him. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. (laughs) And when they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. What a, what a breakthrough. This this is an amazing breakthrough that this church experienced. I want to talk from this subject for the next few moments. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. Thank you, Tom. Martin Luther one time said, To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. The book of Acts here is really what we just read, is really what you could call a prayer book. It records the birth of the church, it records the history of the church, the activity of the church. But the constant theme of the book of Acts is the church's devotion to prayer. Let me say it this way. Without prayer, you do not have the book of Acts. All of the acts of the church in the book of Acts is connected to a church that was praying. Um, Hear this today. Every great thing that God will ever do in your life or through your life will be connected to your prayer life. Oh, yeah. If you want God to do something in you, pray. If you want God to do something for you, pray. If you want God to do something through you, pray. It does not happen in your life without prayer because prayer, catch this, is God's invitation to bring heaven into your life, into your earth. People will say, where is God in the earth? Where is God in the crisis and where is God in that situation and that situation? Where is God in all that's happening in our world? I believe that's the... The wrong question. The question should be, where are the prayers of all God's people? Where's the people inviting God into their situations? So here's my first point. I've worked hard to make these as difficult as possible, but here it is. Number one is Pray. Pray hope you write that down <laughs> To pray is to to admit that you need God. Yeah. To refuse to pray is to admit that you don't think you need God. I'm going to say it one more time. To pray is to admit that you need God. To refuse to pray is to admit that you don't think you need God. There is no greater act of humility than prayer. And there is no greater act of pride than prayerlessness. Remember, God gives grace, strength, ability to the humble, but God resists the proud. Now, it doesn't mean he's angry with you. It doesn't mean that he's mad at you. It just means that he's going to let you do you. He'll just let you do you. It's so important to understand that God's will in your life is established by prayer. You need to understand that God's will in this earth is established by prayer. That's why Jesus, when he said, when you pray, and then he begins to teach on prayer, he actually gives you the prayer model, our Father who art in heaven, that we're praying actually on Wednesday nights, Part of that prayer, Jesus says you need to pray this way. Your kingdom come, in Matthew 6.10, your will be done. So apparently it doesn't happen automatically. We don't just experience heaven automatically unless somebody is praying the prayer. Jesus says, I need you to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because it doesn't automatically happen until you Pray. Prayer is what gives God access for His will to be done in your life. Corey Tim Boone, which is one of the great heroes of faith. If you don't know who she is, Google later, it's just powerful. But I like what she says here. She says, Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Don't you ever underestimate the power of prayer. Don't drink the Kool-Aid that says prayer doesn't really matter. You don't have to really show up on Wednesday and pray. That's not really, really important for the church to be praying. Prayer is not your spare tire for the occasional crisis. It's actually your steering wheel that directs your life. You need to hear this today. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. I'm just trying to give you a picture that hopefully will inspire you to pray. Because prayer changes everything. Oh, Jesus. Prayer changes things, prayer changes situations in your life here here's the story don't don't miss this here is peter he is in prison he's on death row he's about to be murdered he's about to be executed he's about to die they are in a mess oh but the church the church prayed he's about ready to be murdered but the church prayed they invited God into that painful situation where Peter was about to lose his life. I, I, I'm sure they're saying, we know what Herod wants to do, but, but the church prayed. I know what the devil wants to do, but, but the church prayed. I know they're supposed to die tomorrow, but, but the church prayed. I, I know what the doctor said, Hello, somebody. But the church prayed. I know what the economists are saying. Come on, but the church prayed. I know what the politicians are saying. Come on, but the church. Oh, but the church. Oh, but the church. Oh, yeah, but the church. He's ready to die. They're going to execute him. But this church went to prayer. Oh, but the church prayed. I know what the news is saying, but the church prayed. Are you dealing with problems? But the church prayed. Got some crisis in your life? But but the church prayed. Dealing with some stress? But the church prayed. Got some depression? But, But the church prayed. Sickness, crazy people around you? People talking smuck about you? Oh, instead of responding, the church should be, but the church, somebody say, but the the church prayed. I was tired, but the church prayed. I was sick, but the church prayed. I was addicted. There's power. Prayer changes. I'm trying to get you to see, prayer changes things. Peter's about to be executed, and what do they do? The church begins to pray. I'm hurting. I'm suicidal. I wasn't enough. What's the answer? The church prayed. Hear this today the testimony of a believer is not a perfect life, but it should be a praying, praying life. A life that says, When I face my giant, I pray. Because when I pray, God answers and things changes and and breakthroughs come. My prayer for this church is that we'd always be a praying church. Because a praying church is always a powerful church. A church that will see breakthroughs in their story. What makes us powerful is not our presentation, but it's our prayers that was a whole lot better than you're shouting right now. Don't get it confused. We're not all about the presentation around here because I can give you presentation and it will not change your life. It is prayer. A praying church is what changes. It's what changes. It's what changes our lives. Your prayer stops the plans of hell. Your prayers say no to the wicked one. Your prayers get the attention of God. What am I going to do? The church is going to pray. I don't know how to make it through. How are we going to make it through? The church is going to pray. We can solve every issue, every problem through the praying church. Your prayers get the attention of God. Acts chapter 10 Amazing story here. It says, The angel said your prayers and your gifts of money have gone up to God and he has remembered them. It's talking about a man, a man by the name of Cornelius who was a man who prayed and a man who was a giver. Other translation says concerning this man, your prayers and your giving has come up before God as a memorial before him. What's amazing is <laughs> these are the very two things that the, the American church does they just don't want to do. I mean, we could be talking about anything else and you'd be shouting, but I'm talking about prayer. The two very things that the Bible says goes up before God in heaven is the very two things that it's difficult to get the church to do, to give and to pray. But but. But that's what you need to set your hand to do because the breakthrough is God's part, but the praying is is your part. According to the Bible, they are the two things that go up as an offering before God. Our prayers go up before God. Our offerings, there's not a dime that you don't give that heaven doesn't have record of there's not a prayer that you pray that heaven does not have record of in fact in Revelation chapter 5 verse 8 it's very interesting this is speaking about angelic beings in heaven it says they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of god's people this is a picture of him here here is john he's caught away in the spirit and and he he and God is showing him bowls, these giant bowls in heaven, and they're filled with the prayer the prayers of God's people. Uh, and what's amazing is if you was to read in Revelations chapter eight, the bowls get so full that that all of a sudden the bowls are tipped and answers are released back to to heaven. But but when John in the book of Revelations was caught up into the spirit, he's seen this vision of it, it, this picture of what happens when you pray that there's these giant bowls. He's trying to get an understanding that your prayers don't just stay here on earth, but they go up before God, and they're collected in these these giant, these giant bowls. And I think the point that I'm trying to get across to you is if you have a bowl in heaven, you don't want that bowl to be empty if it's empty then god has nothing to answer i mean you don't want god looking at your bowl and say I, I guess i guess they don't need me i guess i guess they're good i guess they're okay i guess they think they're smart enough i think they I, I guess I think they think they've got this. They probably have enough money. They, they got the job. They got, they, got the, they got the money. They got the increase. I guess they don't need me. Listen, you don't want your bowl in heaven yeah. to be empty. Yeah. You don't want God looking at your bowl and saying, apparently they don't want my, my help. I don't know about you, but when God looks at my bowl, yeah. I want my bowl to be full of crying out to God. Why? Because prayer changes things. Your prayers that you pray here on earth are received there in heaven. I'm telling you, there's something powerful that happens when you pray. In Isaiah 37, 21, you can write that down. I don't believe I gave them this reference, but it said, God said to Hezekiah, Because you prayed, Hezekiah, you will defeat your enemies. Why are you gonna win Hezekiah? Because you prayed. Second Chronicles 7 14, we know these verses. It's not like you've never heard them. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Again, I know you know it, but the question is, are we doing this? How's your bull looking in heaven? Is it full of prayers? Because God has given an invitation. If, you, if you'll pray, seek my face, and turn from your wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Forgive your sin, and I will heal your land. Notice it's the partnership again. The breakthrough comes from God. But we're the ones that have to do the praying. You want breakthroughs in 2024? Then you've got to do the win of breakthroughs, It's when I pray. When I pray, then the breakthrough happens. Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says, Call to me or pray, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Does anybody need to know? <laughs> I mean, I just filled my bowl up on Thursday just with this one prayer. There's so many things. Okay, you're not getting this. Some of you, this is what your bowl looks like in heaven. God looks at it because the bowls are collected in heaven. The Bible says these bowls get so full, Revelation chapter 8, that they're actually tipped. And lightnings and thunders are returned back to the earth. It's the answers of the prayers of God's people. Is God looking at your bowl and assuming that, well they they got the last answer from me and i gave them the house and i gave them the car and i guess they don't need me now don't wait till your life falls apart before you start filling up your <laughs> bowl again don't act like you and god are really close when your bowl is really empty come on god answers our prayers when we pray them, he says, I will heal their land. Call to me and I'll show you. Jeremiah 29, verse 12, it says, when you call on me and when you come and pray to me. I like this. I'll listen. When you come looking for me, I'll find, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Come on, this is a word for us right now as a church. I'll make sure that you won't be disappointed. Come on, are you done being disappointed? God's decree, I'll turn things around for you. That's called breakthrough. That's called breakthrough, and the breakthrough happens because somebody was praying. I've come to tell somebody today, if you'll pray, God will turn things around. I believe God is sending his angels into that situation to remove those chains and to open those prison doors in your life. So the first thing is they prayed. Since you didn't like that one, I really went, going to go, go deep on you in this one. Point number two. First one is they prayed. Number two, pray again. Pray again. Yeah, but I prayed one time and nothing happened. I tried that prayer stuff and and nothing nothing happened. I prayed for that job and I didn't get the job. And I prayed for healing and I didn't get healed. I know you're looking for another answer and you were hoping for another sermon. But I don't have anything else to tell you in 2024 that's going to make your year better than this. Pray again. Pray, pray again. This is what we need to understand about this story. It's so powerful in the story in the the book of Acts here, in Acts chapter 12. In Acts chapter 12, we read about Peter who is about to be executed, and so the church starts praying. But hear me at the beginning of that chapter you will also read that James has just been executed by King Herod who now wants to execute Peter so the church has just lost James one of their church members so how do you pray how do you pray for Peter when you have lost James Think think about the situation that that this church is in. They've lost James and and now they're praying for Peter. How do you pray for this moment when I'm still dealing with the disappointment of the last moment? Am I talking to anybody here today? That's what I love about this church because many of us are not praying because we're still disappointed over the last moment that our prayers did not get as I tried that, I did that, I've heard this message before, Pastor. We've already been there, done that, got the t-shirt, give me something new. Pray again. You're looking for a breakthrough this year? You're looking for a breakthrough in your home, in your marriage, in your family, in your kids, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your destiny, in your future? It's going to happen because you set your hand to prayer. The Bible says that breakthrough came, but he did it through his hand. I love this church in the book of Acts because they did not give up on praying, regardless of the situation, regardless of the circumstance. There's just something about people praying again. There's something about praying for Peter when you have lost James. I really want to slow that down because I think a lot of us in this room are right there. How do I pray for Peter when I've lost James? I mean, when you think of the journey that many of us have been through in the last several years, it has been a lot of losses, a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges. And I prayed and I believed and I was trusting. How do I pray again when I've lost so much in my life? There's just, hear me today, there's just something about praying again when you don't want to pray again. There's something about believing again when you don't really want to believe again. Just something about believing God in the middle of that disappointment. And this is exactly what this church did. I commend this church. How did this church do that? God, let me pastor that kind of church. Tom, you can come back. God, I want to pastor that kind of church, regardless of what has happened in the past, regardless of the pain of the the past. We're still going to be a people of prayer. Although we don't understand it, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray. Again, I didn't get an answer, but I'm going to keep on praying. I didn't get to see the deliverance, but I'm going to keep on praying. I didn't see the breakthrough, but I'm going to keep on praying because I do guarantee you if you ever stop praying, you're going to stop winning. The devil wins if you stop praying. But if you keep praying, it's what God needs to bring about a breakthrough in your life. But the church Prayed. Oh my goodness. What a powerful thought. In the pain, in the hell, in the disappointment, in the loss, when they were burying the dead, the church prayed again. Something happens when the church keeps on praying. That's exactly what this church did. They're praying for Peter. Where they're still missing James. They're praying for Peter, where their faith has been shaken because of James. They're praying for Peter, where they're still grieving and mourning mourning over, over James. They're praying probably with very little faith. Think about this. They, th- I, I know this isn't going to sound right, but they're probably praying with no faith. Oh, I'm going to be real. You know why I say that? Because when Peter's knocking on the door, they didn't even believe it was him. Apparently they weren't praying with very much faith. But they were still praying. And while they were praying, God's strengthening their faith. God is developing their faith. God is rebuilding their faith. You will lose if you stop praying, but you'll win if you keep on. Pray again. And the church prayed. again. How am I going to win? You're going to pray, and you're going to pray again. They're praying for Peter while they're still in the pain for what hasn't happened. Here's what you need to hear today. Don't let what happened to James stop you from what is about to happen to Peter. Peter. Don't let what happened in your past keep you from experiencing what God has in your future. Expect something better while you're still in the pain of what happened. Because again, if you stop praying, the enemy wins. I speak to every disappointment in this room. Online, I speak to every disappointed person today. Pray again, pray again, pray again. Why? Because I hear and I believe the angels are being released. I hear the chains falling. I hear them snapping. I hear the prison doors opening. One accord. I can hear Peter knocking at your door. Peter's alive. Come on, is anybody hearing this message today? Come on, is anybody connecting to this? Can I get a big amen? Can somebody shout, pray again? Say it again, say, pray again. Say, I'm gonna pray again. In my disappointment, I'm gonna pray again. In my hurt, I'm gonna pray again. When they did me wrong, I'm gonna pray again. When that pastor offended me, I'm still gonna pray again. When the church did what they did, I'm still gonna pray again. When it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, I'm still gonna pray again. Because it's how you win life. It's how you get your breakthrough in life. In James 5, 18 it says, and he prayed again speaking of Elijah and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. My favorite verses, Matthew 7 verse 7 through 8. Keep on asking. You'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open. Keep on praying. Listen, you never know what day the door will open. You never know. Keep on praying. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on having. You never know what day the chains are going to snap. You never know what day you'll be released from that addiction and that pain and that grief, that circumstance. Keep on praying. Worship team, you can come back too. Here's my last point. It's real simple. I'm not going to teach it. I'm not going to preach it. I think you're catching the the point of this. Pray. Pray again. Here's the last point. Pray together. Pray together. Number three, pray together. (laughs) I I could preach this. We could take, take time to do this, but let me just say a couple comments here. I really believe this is where the church is losing it at. You praying by yourself is not enough. There are times God calls the people together to gather together to pray together. There's things that'll happen in the ecclesia, the church, that won't happen individually on your own. They prayed together. Why are these prayer meetings so important? Why do we call these special prayer meetings? Because there's something that happens when God's people gather together to pray. Pray look to your neighbor and say, I, I need you. Go ahead and look to them. Just look to the other one that's more friendly now. Say, say, I say, I need you. We need you. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot of things going on. I know not everybody can make it. But we shouldn't be so casual about, about what God says to do. We shouldn't act like it's just a an option. We, we want the miracles. We want the breakthroughs. We want the, we want the Peters to live. We, we want to make it. We want to see revival. We, we want to see awakening. We want to see the doctor's report not be true. We want to see the people healed of cancer. We want to see the lame walk and the blind to see and the dead be raised back. to. But, but you can't do it if you, if you treat the Bible like an option book. You, you, the Bible's not an option book. It's a book to be obeyed. God needs our partnership. God says, I'm a God of breakthroughs, but I do it through your hand. I do it through the church's hand. I do it through the partnership. They prayed together. Remember Peter's remember Peterson. Prison. He's on death row. He's about to be executed. He's about to die. But, you didn't hear me. Peter's about to die. Peter's about to be executed. Uh, My finances are bad. My wife's mistreating me. My kids are acting like the devil themselves. Hello, prayer, and the church. Yeah, but I just got a doctor's report. They say I'm not gonna live. There's no hope, but the church gathered together. Oh, you missed it. They're praying for Peter. They're not praying for a new car. They're not praying for another blessing in their house. This church was not living for themselves. They were living, oh, to see revival and awakening and a move of the spirit. They were a praying church. And they said, we ain't letting the devil mess with that one. And we ain't letting the devil mess with that one. And we ain't letting the devil... You know why we come on Wednesday night? Because we ain't letting the devil mess with that one. And we ain't letting the devil mess with that one. And you can't have that kid. And you can't have that child. And you can't have that marriage. And you can't have that finances. You can stand to your feet. And the church prays, they're they're in a mess. They're in crisis. They're needing help. Their job's not going to fix the problem. Their their cats are not going to fix... Where's my cat lovers? Their their cats, really? Their cats aren't going to fix the problem. Another meal won't fix the problem. Your football game won't fix the problems. Huh? Your glass of wine won't fix the problem. I don't know, what else is it? It's funny what we do in place of what God has asked us to do. They're in a mess, they're in crisis. Peter's about to lose his life, they've already buried James. What are we gonna do? Just sit around and hope for the best? Or are we gonna give God an opportunity for a breakthrough? Are we gonna set our hand to do something so that the Lord of breakthroughs can show up and heal the sick and open the blind eyes and deliver the captive, to set free those who are oppressed, those who are suicidal, those who wanna quit on life? Do you know why you should pray? Not because your life is perfect, but because of the person next to you you don't know. They may be thinking, today I've got to take my life. But it's your prayer, sir. It's your prayer, ma'am, that can break that chain, that can send an angel and deliver a city, deliver a community to bring revival and awakening. Shout it out loud, and the church prayed. And the church prayed in their mess in their crisis, in their calamity, in their despair, in their discouragement, in their depression, in their grieving, when they didn't feel like doing it, when they didn't want to do it, when they had no faith to do it, what did they do? They prayed, and they prayed again, and they prayed together. And that, that is the makings of a God breakthrough, in our lives, in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our businesses, come on, in our finances, in our marriages, in our families. Come on, come on. Somebody needs to pray. Somebody needs to believe again. Woo. Somebody say, oh yeah. yeah. You know why I get so passionate? I just my wife this morning, I love preaching on this. <laughs> Probably because I'm comfortable with it. Because I didn't come to the stage with a lot of great ability. But I will tell you one thing, I'm a man of prayer. I found the secret sauce. I found what makes the difference in life. And I wasn't doing to get up here in a pulpit. I was doing it because I married and I had kids and I needed God's help in my I had a job, I had a business, I had relations, and I needed God's ability, and I needed God's help. It's how we bring heaven into our earth. It's how we do it. David said, God broke through my enemies. But he did it by my hand. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to salvationchurch.cc/give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.